This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Today's episode, I am really excited about. I got this bottle um, in October of last year, and I am stoked because it is a bottle that I've rarely ever seen on the shelf, and I was able to get one at retail. Um, and so it is the Buffalo Trace Single Oak Project, barrel number 16. Um, and we'll get into what that all means in a second, but first, let's get to some business. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash chill filtered if you want to support us financially we're so grateful for those who have already um, let's just give a random shout out to uh, Caleb Olson who is one of our Patreon supporters uh, you uh, you can cheer on Caleb or you can cheer on us yourselves and uh, support us on Patreon monetarily up to even just three bucks a month would be even one dollar a month would be great um, but we are stoked for um, just the way that that's able to take care of us and take care of some of the, um, what do you call them, uh, uh, expenses that we that we incur. <laughs> We're not exactly making money yet. Um, and we we love that you know we're we're sort of taken care of. So if you if that hits your heart that that chill filtered is still not making money yet, consider supporting us on patreon.com. Now, that's all the business I'm gonna get into this week. Let's get to the podcast. Robbie, how's it going this week? Oh, it's good. You know, you mentioned us not making any money. You know, and that's that's not what it's about. But I think like we like not making money is one thing. Like it's one thing to be like we're not even making enough to like really kind of pay the bills kind of thing with it. Yeah. This is just for fun. The cool thing oh, though. For sure. The thing we got going though is uh-huh. like it's pretty cool. Just today, uh Ben Klepzig, Madtown Marketer, uh got some samples in the uh Yes, we did in the uh from the courier i always mm-hmm. want to say mail because that's how i just think of things being sent but uh the yeah, courier yeah sent some courier stopped by i'm um, speaking of couriers i got some stuff out to you and hopefully it's coming i don't know it's everything's so tricky right now but hopefully it gets yes. to you soon but anyway so uh ben klepsig uh madtown marketer uh got some couriered stuff to us and stuff like that is exciting you know even just stuff on facebook um or especially Instagram. Instagram is where it's really happening on the whole chill filtered scene. But it's just fun. Like, especially now, like, I don't know. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing what people vote on our polls or, or comment on things. You know, it's not like we're yeah. super active or super busy, but it's, I don't know. To me, that's what it's about. It's just having that community. So, uh, yeah. If you want to support us on Patreon, that would be a really cool. But more importantly, I'd rather you just support us. Just if you're listening, just just tell us hi. Send us a message. Say hi. Say hey, we like this. Or Robbie, you sound too much like Hermit the Frog, or whatever. <laughs> Cole needs to work on his impressions. Um, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. Just you know, or just say hey, this is what I'm drinking. What do you guys think? And Cole will answer that because Cole thinks more about whiskey than I do. So anyway, <clears throat> that's the secondary. No. Robbie, how you doing business? Now let's get to the how Robbie's doing personal business. Um, <laughs> Things are things are all right. It's pretty good. Um, we had a little downturn here in the weather, and uh, it's been a little cloudier and stuff like that. So it's been a little tricky keeping the girls all inside. But uh, you know, life's good. Um, trying to find a sense of normalcy right now during the uh, whole coronavirus yeah. 
stuff and uh it's fun though the girls and uh, my wife is awesome she uh has lots of little activities planned this week and been doing Aww. lots of little extra things for them and like i thank god for her every day because that woman is she just plans ahead she's she really yeah that's she that's her strong point she really plans she's, and cares she's hardcore she's awesome. man she's she got is. it all Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, no. And then, uh, so we didn't, like we did it the other night, we set up a tent in the bonus room and we had hot dogs and we did some s'mores nice. and stuff like that. Um, so that was fun. And like, she's got little Easter egg things planned out and, um, just like planning ahead. Like we had a little ice cream buffet tonight for the girls after they all, um, had a good day. So I don't Aww. know, just little stuff like that. You know, we're trying to find little things to kind of keep, keep everybody happy. Like she bought all the girls little toys this week. And I don't know, like Kamara got the new, uh, oh gosh, Animal Crossing for Switch. So oh, nice. finding little things to keep us happy. So it's been a pretty good week. Um, a little nervous though, because on Wednesday after report back to work digitally, and I have a master's in online education, but <laughs> it's a whole other world when it comes to actually implementing it five years later and, you know, with special education. Cause I'm like, I teach kids and it's on an individualized level. And so mm. I'm like, crap. And I'm like, it'd be fine if I didn't have children or anything else going on. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can figure this out. I can set up time yeah. for my kids. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I feel like it would be easier with, twins. what's that? I don't know how I'm going to do it while watching twins, like yeah. <laughs> the two-year-olds. <laughs> so. I feel like it'd but, be easier to be your average like English teacher too. Like when you're doing special yeah. education, it'd probably be harder to make it digital and focus on all of them at once. Exactly. Well, I have 13 kids across from pre-K wow. to like up to third grade kind of skills. Mm. And I'm like, that's a lot to do. So I don't know what I'm going to do. So uh, after we get off here, I'm gonna, uh, our district sent us some resources. Actually, our state sent us some resources. I'm like, hopefully some of this hits. Hopefully I have understanding parents. And I'm just kind of bracing myself for an ugly week of online education. And then a good mm-hmm. weekend to kind of figure the kinks out kind of a thing. So we'll see. Anyway, so this is like, yeah. So this is kind of like by the next time we record, I should know. It's either like bombed or it's going well. So we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by our next recording, I'll be ready to have a drink either way, either in celebration or just de-stressing. But how yeah, you doing, Cole? Sure. How's your week been? It's been, you know, uh, for those listeners out there who don't know, uh, I did not get to make it to Boise last week. Yeah. I uh, decided that night after we recorded that probably not a great idea. And then, so the biggest reason was, as we probably discussed a little bit, was that I didn't want to get like stuck in Boise. And, and that was the worry was that I wouldn't be able to find flights back. My flight particularly got, in particular got canceled on the way back. Doesn't mean I could have made my way back. So a little part of me is like, I should have still gone and we would have had a great time. And um, <laughs> But part of me is like, you know what? I'll just wait till all this settles down and then I'll make my way up to Boise. But um, yeah. yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Um, it was but, a total bummer, man. Yeah. Like even the even the next day, next morning, Mar was, I told him, Mar, he's like, wait, oh. Cole's not going to be here? Is he going to come again some other time? I'm, I'm sure he'll come again another time just... No time soon, so... I know, that broke yeah. my heart when you told me that. I'm like, oh, Amara's sad. <laughs> she was, too. No. She was but looking yeah, forward we'll, to it. We'll be out there this summer. Um, if you're listening, Amara, to Daddy's Kermit voice, and you're listening to my <laughs> sultry voice, I will come once again. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's been a hard week. Um, I guess it hasn't been that hard altogether. I... 
I'd just been keeping working. I, you know, took the time back at work instead of, you know, taking time off. And, uh, and that's been good. I've just been pretty bored mostly. And then Heather and I have been going on walks a lot just around the neighborhood, which has been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably been drinking a little more than I should in terms of like <laughs> frequency. Um, just probably drinking every day, which isn't a bad thing altogether, but it's more than I normally do. Yeah. But I'm just bored. Like that's really, I'm bored drinking. That's, and I'm bored eating <laughs> and I'm probably putting on a lot of the Corona 15 as they say. Oh man. And, um, but yeah, it's been fun doing stuff on, um, Instagram live and that's been good. But I'm trying to think what else has been going on in my life. Oh, so I've continued to study, uh, sadly, um, and this crazy thing happened yesterday. I finished a practice exam and I got a perfect score, which is insane. What? Yeah, you're supposed to get about like, what is it, like uh, um, 70% or so to pass, and I got a perfect score. And uh, so that was just insane to me. Like I like I like was blown away. Like when I saw the score, I almost dropped out of my chair. I was so blown away. <laughs> so that was kind of the perk. One, you know, like a. A little moment for an actuary is getting a perfect score on a practice exam. Nice, um, good job. Yeah, and then yeah, it's just been good. Nothing okay, crazy. So you've, you've been bored. Yeah. I you got, have you guys started any shows or anything like that? We've tried to. We like tried two shows in the past week, and neither of them what really shows? stuck. What show? We watched one. It was called something of like 1963 or something. It had. Okay. Um, What's his name? Um, the guy who was in 127 Hours. Dave. Is it Dave? Dave. It's just Dave. Dave in 100. Franco? Oh, yeah. No. James. It's, it's James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, yeah James Franco. <laughs> and it had Chris Cooper. Uh, it seemed pretty cool, but it just didn't click. And then we watched... Okay. Um, we rewatched. Or not rewatch. I rewatch. Heather didn't. Um, Twenty four season three. The the opening episode Boop. because it, it's a virus. Boop. Yes. Beep. So did you watch that back in the day? Oh man, I remember loving Twenty four back in the yeah. day. Yeah, and season and three was, was like a good when you, season like, when you didn't binge. It was like oh next week. Ugh. Oh for sure. And yeah. I remember actually I did binge that because I got it on DVD. Oh, ooh. and um, I watched sixteen. Or wait, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, for those listeners out there who are drinking and yet don't know what that is. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we started watching that. And it's very different, you know, like compared to what I remember. Uh, it's still good. Yeah. And I would potentially think of watching all of it. Um, but I wasn't like hooked even, you know, like watching it for the second time. Uh, the funny thing is, it's the season three is surrounding a virus terrorism event. Um, mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah. but uh, yeah, way to keep things light, Cole. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't even realize that when I was showing it to Heather. I'm like, why don't we watch season three? That's a really good season to start on. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Heather didn't she's watch because she's crying in bed. Yeah, she's like got an anxiety um, attack going or something like that. Okay, yeah. so this is probably going to be dated by the time the episode comes out, like uh-huh. by weeks. Because that's how we go. Um, have you watched Tiger King at all? No, what's that? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so like I've seen lots of people posting on it. It just showed up like on our Netflix, like you should watch this and where it just starts playing it right away. It's this mm-hmm. documentary about this group of people. We're only like halfway through right now, but it's like these people who raise cats but have these internal feuds within their industry. And it's ridiculously ridiculous. Like it is hey. cra- every episode Chelsea they're like what? Like clearly all of these people great. are crazy and they're all accusing the other people of being crazy, but they don't think they're crazy. I don't know. So it's, it's like a documentary. It is. Yeah. That's it's cool. Re- it's out there. I'm like in, as soon as now that you, if you look like now that I've mentioned it to you, you'll probably see people posting about it and stuff like that. But like we, so we, Chelsea and I have been watching that, which is oh, great. No, I'm down it's for like something drama like that. Upon drama. It's like, have you ever oh, seen that's the, great. Have, have you seen ever King seen, of, have you ever seen, um, have you ever, ever, um, seen there's King a, I like, uh, documentaries that are like secretly hilarious. Yes. Have you ever seen American movie? Um, yes, that's the one in Milwaukee, but the horror. Yeah, no. Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And it's the guy that, he wants to make a movie called Craven or something like that. Coven. Coven. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so like, funny. That's one of my, like, that's probably my, this is between one or two. So King of Kong, have you ever seen King of Kong? No. Okay, so that's about this guy trying to win like the Donkey Kong Championship. Those oh, two cool. are probably my favorite documentaries ever. But this, so you'll like Tiger King because it's similar to the, like the American movie where it's like this has to be scripted. I, yeah, it probably isn't, but like you couldn't like even if you scripted like something like this, you'd be like, this is too out there to be like real. Same oh, that King sounds great. King of Kong is really good. Yeah. So anyway, so what's it called? Like, Tiger something. Like Tiger King or something like that. Okay, cool. We're, Heather yeah. and I are totally going to watch that soon. So, yeah, yeah. it's Netflix. Yeah, thanks for that so. recommendation. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyways, anything cool. else you wanted to talk about before? I oh, go ahead. Talk about what, what are we drinking this week? I'll tell you what we're drinking this week. We are drinking Buffalo Trace Single Oak Project, specifically barrel 16 out of 192. And that's cool because I'll get into it after this <laughs> short break. Hey there, listeners. Cole here with Chill Filtered Podcast. Uh, I wanted to rep my uh, one of my favorite podcasts out there, and I really mean that. It is Madison Story Slam. Now, Madison Story Slam is based on an actual event in Madison, Wisconsin, in which people tell true stories from their own life uh, that have to do with a theme. Um, one of my favorite ones that I was able to do back in the day was on the theme Big, where I talked about a big jump leading to a big decision in my life. Check them out. It's on all the big venues. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the above. Check them out at Madison Story Slam. All right, so... As we mentioned a little bit just before the break, we are drinking the Buffalo Trace Single Oak Project. It's a bourbon whiskey, in fact, a straight bourbon whiskey, and this specific one is barrel number 16. Uh, So I'm going to get into a little history, and I'm actually going to talk a little bit about Buffalo Trace, and I normally don't get into it this much because we talk about Buffalo Trace a lot. 
Um, but this one I'm actually going to talk about Buffalo Trace and the Single Oak Project in general. So here it goes. Buffalo Trace Distillery. Honor tradition, embrace change. And that's their like motto. Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, is known for their whiskey that is classic as it can be, but pushes to be better with every release. Uh, full disclosure, Buffalo Trace doesn't pay us or anything, but I am a diehard Buffalo Trace fanboy. Uh, easily my favorite distillery in the world. Uh, but like I said... They give honor to what has been well done and embrace what can still be well done. Um, Quality and innovation. Nothing says that like a 192 barrel experiment released to the public. The Single Oak Project was a grand experiment of variables and data. Uh, And before anything in terms of variables came the wood. And so all the oak came from one specific area of the country uh, that went into this project. And I'll explain the project more as I go along. But uh, all the oak came from the Missouri Ozarks. And the oak uh, went into each unique barrel. Uh, a guy named Ronnie Eddins, who the, the, the project is basically like uh, in honor of. A guy named Ronnie Eddings. He used to be a Buffalo Trace uh, warehouse manager. He was the one who went out to Missouri and basically hand-selected each tree to make the barrels out of. Uh, And the first variable, so they did seven variables in this uh, experiment. And they said, what is going to make a better whiskey? Of course, you can't just say, is a wheat whiskey better than, or wheat bourbon better than a rye bourbon? You can't just say that because there's a lot of factors and variables you can apply. So what they did is they separated into seven variables Usually with one or the other, like two options, but one had three options. And we'll get to that. The first variable was the recipe. They did a weeded bourbon or a rye recipe bourbon. Uh, And so you split the 192 and a half with that and you get 96 a pop. And then the second variable would be the barrel entry proof. They did two. They did 125 and 105, bringing the splitting that into 48 a pop. And then the third variable was the stave seasoning. Uh, They did two here as well. They did a six-month seasoning. And we've talked about this on the Cured Oak episode. They did a six-month and a 12-month. But we talked about this on the Cured Oak episode. Seasoning is leaving out your uh, oak staves to basically, like, dry out. And you should normally do this for a while because it takes out some of the um, flavors you wouldn't want from the actual wood. Uh, so they usually recommend anywhere from six to 18 months. Uh, I believe the cured oak was like 18 months or something like that on the high end. Or, I forget what it was. It might've been two years or something like that. But, um, and that, yeah, that brought the total amount down to, uh, what was that? Yeah. 48 a pop. No, no, that brings it down to 24. Um, <laughs> and then the fourth, a variable was the wood grain size. Now they specifically had three options here. They looked at the actual grain on the wood and said, this is either tight wood, uh, coarse or tight grain, coarse grain, or average grain, bringing our 24 down to six. And then, or no, no, our 24 down to eight. Here we go. There we go. Our fifth variable was the warehouse. There was a wooden warehouse that they stored it in or a concrete warehouse bringing our eight down to four. And then we had our sixth, our char level, six variable, our char level. They did a three char and a four char, bringing that four down to a two. 
And then they did the tree cut as the seventh variable. And that was the top of the tree or bottom of the tree. Bringing our two down to one. I hope that made sense as I kind of went through it. <laughs> uh, but with all seven variables, yeah, that's 192 unique bourbons. Buffalo Trace tried. Quick? What's that? Can I say something? Yeah. Tree stumps drive me nuts. Tree stumps are, are in the dumps. <laughs> Sorry. That was not worth interrupting. Proceed. No, but you could always say, uh, I go nuts for sherry butts. Oh, man, there it is. I do go nuts for sherry butts. Yeah. Oh, we're going oh to have a sticker which, for that. Yeah. So Adam texted us, like, you guys need to get like a sticker or a shirt or something that says, I go nuts for sherry butts. And I looked up Sherry spelled like someone's name, and there is a professor somewhere named Sherry. Yeah, you told us last week. <laughs> okay, so did I say that last week already? I think so. Sherry, if you're listening, Sherry, reach out to us. Yeah, we wanna <laughs> we wanna tell you we love you, partnership, and we wanna tell you we go nuts for you. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I should not have stopped you. Keep going. No, it is totally fine. Um, yeah, Buffalo Trace tried each barrel and released every single barrel to the public in 16 different releases. And those releases were from May 2011 to February of 2015. Uh, and each barrel produced around 350, 375 milliliter bottles. So half bottles, about 350 a barrel. Uh, all the bar- bourbons were 90 proof and were aged eight years. And Buffalo Trace came to a clear decision on their own which barrel was the best. And they agreed it was barrel number 80. So here's barrel number 80 for you in terms of breakdown. It was a rye mash bill, 125 entry proof, 12-month seasoning or season stave, average grain, number four char, and from the bottom half of the tree. And you know what I found out is that the only difference... Um, wait, wait, did I miss what part of the, I think I forgot to write down what part of the, um, warehouse or if it was in a concrete or, um, Uh or wood warehouse, but I did forget that, but I'll get to it in a second. But, um, now (laughs) Buffalo Trace is in the process of replicating barrel number 80 for special release. So they're keeping all those variables the same and they're putting out their own, like release of this one. And so keep an eye out for um, in 2025, which is where they're going to release this one because they had to get the same type of wood. They had to get the same type of grain. They had to Mm -hmm. season that wood for a year and then they had to age the whiskey for eight years. So that's where they're at. Um, But a really cool project that gives insight into what variables help a bourbon taste the best. Uh, if you want to check out notes on the individual bottle slash barrel, uh, drinkhacker.com actually has a really good breakdown of each barrel in particular. So if you find a bottle and you're like, will this be any good? You can check out Drink Hacker and see if it's see if they recommend it. Uh, not all were apparently great, uh, which makes sense. You know, you're de- you're you're supposed to get some duds along the way, uh, but some were like gold. And some are worth a lot. Now, the bottle we're drinking today, like I mentioned earlier, is barrel number 15. And it is, as I said, 90 proof. 16. Yes. Did I say 15? 
You said 15, yeah. As I'm looking directly at the thing, I'm saying, I'm looking at the number, I say 15. That's funny. Yeah, barrel number 16. <laughs> good, good thing. Identify this number, and it's a number 16 on the actuarial test. wasn't on there. Oh, man, I totally fail. It's a 15. Yo, oh, you're I, fired. Yeah. I, I was a tutor at a tutoring center mm-hmm. and for, like, years, and I did pretty well. I was actually, a, like, yeah, I was one of their favorite tutors for sure. If not the favorite. But anyway. Not to tutor your own horn. Exactly. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, But no, I thought it was great. Um uh my the hardest thing I ever taught was how to draw a number because that wasn't math tutoring at that point. That was just like, all right, we're gonna trace this number. And this kid just couldn't get it. Like Mm. he was five. And I'm like, all right, we're just gonna connect the dots here. And he just like couldn't get it. I don't know if that's like developmental or if this kid was just behind. But anyway, that was one of the hardest <laughs> things I ever did was teach a kid how to write numbers instead yeah. of even understanding the numbers. That's anyway, totally di- that's very different things there. Yeah, you got to like they on. are. Yeah, you're you're still a good tutor. Don't get down on yourself. You're a thanks, great man. Tutor. You're still their favorite tutor, according to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. According to me. <laughs> um. So this one, here's the breakdown. Similar to barrel number 80, this is a rye mash bill. Similar as well, it is a 125 entry proof. Also, it is a 12-month stave seasoning. Different from the um, barrel number 80, this is a tight grain instead of a average grain. So this one specifically has tight grain. Uh, This is a concrete warehouse, which I can't confirm the other one had or not. (laughs) Um, and it is also a number four char similar to the barrel number 80. So this is only likely at the most two variables off from barrel number 80, uh, because it also is from the bottom half of the tree. So this is going to be pretty close to like maybe the best bottle out there. Um, but you know, some variables can have a huge difference. So, um, this specific barrel came highly recommended. For some reason, I got it at retail when I was in Paris. It was just super lucky, uh, especially because this was released over six years ago. Yeah. And there were a good few at the store I was at. There were like likely about 10 or 12. Um, But this came with the highest rating online, so I decided to pick on this one. I haven't had it yet, and I've been waiting to have it on the podcast, uh, but I have smelled it when I poured uh, Robbie a sample. And it smelled like incredible. And so the total wine price is, you really can't find this at Total Wine. Uh, but you might find it for 55 if you're lucky. Uh, but maybe up to 150 or more uh, on the secondary for the nicer options. But it's just a half bottle. So like keep that in mind. You're not getting a full 750 mm-hmm. This is a 375 So uh, what do you say we uh, take a sip? Absolutely. First, I'll do the bottle cork pop. Nice. Ooh, That's higher nice pitch guy. than your average. Yeah, you got a smaller bottle. Yeah. Right. You smell that? Oh! Ooh. Ooh! That could be the greatest nose I might have ever experienced so yeah. far. Okay. Well, what are you getting on that nose, Cole? What are you, what are you loving about roll-ups. it? roll-ups. Ah, oh. Yeah, that is fruity. 
That is really fruity. Like, and not like apple. I mean, there's a little apples in there, but it's like it's like candy. Um, not even just candy, like fruit snacks. Sweet. Like almost like a strawb. Like, yes. Like I'm getting like kind of a strawberry, like a dehydrated strawberry kind of a smell. Like yes, very strawberry. Very like uh, condensed, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. For an eight year man. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I getting a lot of that. It's definitely very sweet. I was I was thinking more along the lines of like a kind of like a oh man, like a caramel sauce almost. But when you said fruit roll up, I'm like I, then I started getting tons of strawberries. Yeah, and strawberries is probably one of the biggest ones here. Yeah, and like. And not even like that, you know, like typically you'll eat a strawberry and it's a little tart. Um, this is like, this is candy strawberry, in my opinion. Oh man, Cole. I just went in for my sip. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Like. Really? Oh ah, I'm gosh, going for it. Yeah. Keep talking. So mouthfeel, like right away, it just, spr- it quickly spread across my tongue. Um, really warm, not like alcohol vapor warm, just warm you up kind of a thing um oh gosh i don't even know other than that like the mouthfeel itself is just incredible um if tastes it's really light too like it just moved quickly real light i don't know i'm gonna go for another another sip here holy cow man talk about fruity like Mm -hmm. at first you know when i first took a sip it it was more about the mouthfeel than it was the notes um, which like you said, buttery, like almost like very, s- just smooth in your, in your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it then turned into this medley of fruit snacks and you know, like it's a bourbon, don't get me wrong. Um, but there was these, these notes of like, like, you know, those like Welch's grapefruit snacks. Mm-hmm. It's like that, like multi fruit. I don't know. And then. This reminds me, in, in complexity, it reminds me of Eagle Rare 17, which says a lot in Cole's yeah, speech, I guess. Like, whenever I say that, it means a lot, because I cool. love Eagle Rare 17. I don't want to add water. I don't want to add ice to this. I Seriously. Really oh my I, God, I would that's... hate to kill this. Serious. It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, lots of fruit. Lots of fruit. Um, mm-hmm. No bitterness. Super lingering. Like, I took my last sip right as you were talking and just, and like, it's not really going away. Like there's, it just lingers on the palate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This may be one of my favorites. I love this. This is so I agree. Good. And the, the beauty is, is the finish is so pleasant throughout. Uh, I'm still getting it like after like 30 seconds after sipping and it's just like buttery caramel and fruit. Mm-hmm. And sweet I, fruit, and you know what? Like it's it's pretty crisp and light in of in of itself. Yes. So I really don't want to add anything to it because I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna add a drop though, for the sake of science. Yeah, me too. For the sake of science, here we go. Drop a drop a drop. All right, I got a few in there. Gonna swish it around. Mm. It didn't not improve the nose, in my opinion. No, I get I get a little more alcohol vapor off of it. Not this, much, though. This is becoming one of my favorite pours ever. Oh, it's phenomenal. 
Oh, I'm so sad I like have only like probably 200 <laughs> milliliters in there now. Because it's such a small bottle to start. Oh, yeah. And then the funny fine. thing was, is I sent a sample to Adam mm-hmm. and he never drank it. Oh, man. Because he stopped drinking after. So then I sent a sample to you. And then and I think, go. no, I never sent it. So there's, so I had three two ounce pours or not three, two, two ounce pours removed from this bottle before I even sipped it. But anyway, what do you think? You sipped it yet? Yeah. It's still good. It's, um, it, it's a little, feels a little thicker. Um, I get a little more alcohol vapor off of it though. Kind of like I did with the nose. I don't know if it's just me or not, but. Still really good. Really yeah. good. Um, didn't change things too much. Just a little more alcohol vapor kind of a taste on it for me. But yeah, have you sipped it yet? I have. And um, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. But I miss the neat pour a little bit. At the end of the finish, it's like, I want to say like 10 seconds after the finish lingers, it slightly got bitter for me. Um Okay. Just slightly. It wasn't bad, but it, it, it proved to me that the neat pour was a lot better. Uh, but I'm going to go for another sip before I make that full conviction. Okay. I just dropped a cube here. Going to move in on it. I So usually when we drink, um, I go about half on my neat pour um, from the sample, and then I'll do a couple sips off that. Then I'll do like a drop into the neat pour, and then I'll mm-hmm. just finish the rest for my ice so then um but this one i i couldn't go all the rest for my ice here just in case yeah. i had to save you gotta a save bit a little that knee pour is so good yeah and so it, good and if typically there's a sign if you and for those listeners out there who might have not have caught it yet typically if the ice is not better or if the water doesn't make it better the ice might not make it better um so maybe that's a little of the fear too um, but yeah, I'm going to drop a cube as well. Okay. So nose, it's definitely changed for me. It's, I get a little more apple than berries kind of a, a nose on it. Um, I gotcha. Not quite. I mean, the alcohol vapor is not quite there like it was with just the water. Um, yeah, a lot more apple but still some of the berries there for sure. So I'm going to go for a sip here. Yeah. So, uh, on the nose that I'm getting a little bit of that fruit snacks, but not as much. I mean, it's not like when I poured it out of the bottle, it was potent. With the ice, it really mutes it down, but it's still there a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes sense it's muted. But I am somewhat intrigued. As long as I've already put ice in this, I'm intrigued to see what it tastes like. What do you think, Robbie? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm getting a little more apple like I just kind of similar to what the nose was, a little more apple a little less fruity, but there's definitely some fruit still there. Um, Mouthfeel wise, it's a little thicker, a little more slower rolling across the tongue. Um, definitely good, but nowhere near as good as that neat pour was. Like I would have yeah. to say, it's it goes neat iced water for sure. So, what are you getting? I, I yeah, I enjoy it, and I'm not getting that bitterness that I got with the water. Um, I agree, it's neat ice water, but by a huge margin, the first two. Um, it's, it's still good. Like this is still fantastic, but that neat pour was like mind blowing. Yes, it was. Hmm. Yeah. So you you thinking of a rating here? Cool. 
Um, I am actually. Okay. With the need for. Yeah, do you have your in mind? I'm yeah, I'm ready here. Okay, I'll go first. I'm gonna, then. You and me go oh, first. Oh yeah, you that, go first. I have yeah, mine I, in mind. You go so first. Go. Okay, okay, cool. I'll go first because typically you do, and then you sway me, and then I change. Mind. Okay, so, yeah, I won't be swayed by um, you. This is phenomenal. I love it, and uh, it makes me excited uh, just for 2025. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, get a bottle of of the uh, 80 reproduction. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go neat pour amazing if you find it you gotta get it you gotta try it oh yeah uh, i'm gonna go i'm going solid 9.1 it was okay, cool. amazing blew my mind how about what so how about good. what how about what so yeah what do you got cole um i'm gonna give this a um i am gonna give this a top 10 i've ever had which is a big deal yeah um, some of the contenders up there are Stag 2016, Straight from the Barrel, Seasoned Wood, and what's the other one? Eagle Rare 2000 or 2017, 2015. Some of the best I've ever had. This goes up there with them. I I don't think it's top five, but I think it's top ten. And I'm gonna give this a 9.4. Okay. Yeah, and I'm very okay with that. This is one of the highest rankings I've ever given a whiskey, especially on the podcast. This was fantastic. There's nothing like this. Especially, excuse me, especially with the neat pour. Mm. Uh, If you ever see a barrel 16 in a store, buy it. And if you don't want it, you can ship it to us. Uh, We'll get the courier to drop on by and he'll bring it down to us. Um, Yeah, I... I can't imagine how good the 80s is going to be yeah. if this is this good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm blown away. For sure. Delish us. Yeah, so and I'm sad I got I got more than half the bottle left, but now I got to hold on to this one for as long <laughs> as I can. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it really reminds me a lot of Eagle Rare 17, but so much fruitier. It's lighter. Right, like it just yeah. nice and crisp, like oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I got my last little bit here. I'm gonna save that for a rainy when I day. visit. I'll bring a I'll bring a sample to you. Oh, so good. All right, cool. You re- you got anything else to say? No, I think I'm good. I think I proved my point. Are we ready to move on here? I think we're ready for. Whiskey, Whiskey World News. <laughs> world News. Oh, man, we got to work on that. <laughs> we do. We do. I should have not paused so long, but it's time, oh, but... listeners, for Whiskey World News. All right. Here's the part of the show where we read an article in no way, shape, or form take any credit for having written it. Just kind of read it to you, share some thoughts, and... uh See what you think. So this one comes to us from fizz.org. Um, and wow. I can't, I don't see an author behind it, but uh, it's titled, oh, actually it comes from the American Chemical Society and it's titled, Whiskey Webs Are the New Coffee Ring Effect. Have you heard about nice. this, Nice. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is pretty cool. I know this is a topic that's kind of come up on the podcast a couple of times, but uh, here we go. 
So spilled coffee forms a ring as the liquid evaporates, depositing solids along the edge of the puddle. This coffee ring effect has fascinated scientists for decades, but now a team says they have uncovered the me- mechanism behind an even more striking web-like pattern that forms when a drop of American whiskey dries up. The results reported in ACS Nano suggest that these distinctive whiskey webs could someday be used to identify counterfeit spirits. When a drop of liquid evaporates, solids are left behind in a pattern that depends on what the liquid is, what solids are in it, and the environmental conditions. Stuart Williams and colleagues previously found that drops of diluted American whiskeys, but not their Scotch or Canadian counterparts, formed web patterns when dried on a glass surface. And there were hints that the pattern was distinctive for different brands of whiskey. In the current study, the researchers wanted to see how the whiskey webs form in more detail and whether they could serve as fingerprints of the spirits. The team used time-lapse mic- microscope, microscopy, microscopy to microscopy. examine <laughs> of diluted American whiskey as a liquid evaporated, non-volatile organic compound such as phenols, aromatics, and esters clustered together and driven to the surface of the droplet where they formed monolayers. As the surface area of the droplet decreased, the monolayers collapsed, creating strands of the web. Researchers showed that different American whiskeys showed unique web patterns that could be correctly matched to unknown samples more than 90% of the time. The distinctive webs arise from the unique combination of solutes in each whiskey, the researchers say. So, that's the article there. Um, Cool. I guess the first thing to say is are you going to be trying to make whiskey webs when you're home this week? I think I have. Often I accidentally leave my uh, mostly drank glasses out after we record. Because um, I record upstairs and normally, you know, we have our kitchen downstairs where we wash the mm-hmm. dishes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll bring these down later and they dry up. But I thought it was like super crazy that there's like basically like fingerprints Mm-hmm. for these whiskeys like they're always different and especially american whiskey which kind of blows my yeah. mind um they're like you can tell like apparently from these things if it's an american whiskey or not because it's like so distinctive that's what it sounded like yeah and up to 90 yeah. percent accurate which is i, I mean the leaves 10 percent, which I, I don't know that is 10 below i don't know anyway that seems like it's not the most accurate but still it's pretty sweet yeah yeah, it's kind of cool. Like uh you'll you'll it's like a crime scene. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're cleaning up and you're like there's a glass left over. We need to find what he was drinking. And then you like look it up based on its like whiskey web fingerprint basically and you're like, "Ah, it was Basil Hayden's. This guy was drinking." And that's the crime. He was hey, drinking Perp, Basil Hayden's. Can we uh-huh. talk to you for a moment? Yeah, come into my office. Let me pour you some Buffalo Trace, an American it, whiskey. Ooh, he good drink. point. And then you're 90% positive that you're the criminal. I don't because know. he drank Buffalo Trace too. Yep. Wow. <laughs> he I could totally see on. that being on like CSI. Yeah, it would be too. They'd do something like that. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh-huh. Is like, so Finley, um, one of the twins has uh, asthma. So we give her inhaler every day. And for some reason I thought, man... Like and she gets wound up on it, and I was like, "Man, what if uh-huh. you gave someone an inhaler that had like cocaine in it?" And they were just like freaking out all the time because, and Chelsea was like, "You know, I saw that on an episode of CSI once, and I, or something like that." Like she watched those uh-huh. shows, and I was like, "Oh, so like, this is totally going to be on one of those shows. Someone's well, going to get their their whiskey web is going to convict them." 
So CSI claims that they make up everything they do, but there is very strong evidence against that. Um, I remember watching it when I was a kid and there was an episode that was these guys that were, um, they, this guy just got paid. Like there were these teenagers and this, one of them just got paid and they like killed him to get his paycheck, his friends. And it matched almost to the whoa, whoa, exact cool. Can detail. I stop you? Can I stop you yes. for just a second? <laughs> Don't admit to any crime on the podcast. Oh, we got to cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the courier <laughs> did it. <laughs> Check um, his whiskey anyway, webs. Yeah, so whiskey webs. But anyway, CSI goes from legit stuff, and they say they don't, but whiskey webs are cool. And I think that's pretty cool. So let me ask you this follow-up secondary mm-hmm. question to Whiskey World News. How long till we... Because right now it's like mostly American whiskey, right? How yes. long till we have a worldwide whiskey web where we can get them all? Whoa. Like every country and every whiskey? www.whiskeyweb.com. Worldwide <laughs> whiskey web. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That would take a while. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah www. And speaking... Mm-hmm. Of www, is it time for <laughs> www? <laughs> YC? <laughs> Too many W's. <laughs> I think it is time for our least favorite segment of the show. No, it's uh, a great segment. It is. But how'd it's like you do this week? Oh, shut up, Cole. No, um, I don't know. Well, I think you got you a few know? votes. It was like four to three when I saw it. All uh, right, it's it was two to thirteen. Okay, um, maybe it was two to three. Makes, let's go percentage-wise, because it makes it sound like more people cared. Um, 13% went with me, 87% with you. I totally like even tried to skew it, made the picture of the... Yeah, it was great. I loved it. of Jack bigger, and the one bottle of EHT Amaranth, teeny mm-hmm. tiny. Uh, but people are getting a coronavirus stimulus check, and they are buying a bottle of Amaranth over... 28 bottles of Jack. You could <laughs> like you could do so much with 28 bottles of anything, you know what I mean? Like 28 bottles of anything, you got bottles to waste. But they all sided with you, so. Oh. Um we did have a couple of folks uh just telling us what was yeah. they would choose. Uh Dramhound went for William Le- William LaRue Weller or uh you were a 17. Uh Jason Preston was again William LaRue Weller. Um, kilted 518 went for uh, who is uh shout out to Miles Ferguson who joined oh, Instagram who this week. Okay, all right. Hey, yeah. Miles, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Perfect. That's awesome. But Cheers. he went with Bruch Brookladi. Yeah. That's what I said, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Octomore. And and, and get then, back to us uh Miles, which batch would you get of Octomore? Would it be like 7.1 for example? Yeah, let us know how that Bruchiladic is. <laughs> Brukladi. <laughs> Super um, Scottish. Bad Town Marketers is going straight for any Pappy. And uh, let's see. Oh, wait. Um, and then Joel and M. Bradbury. Went, Joel and M, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brulada, same thing. 1988, 30-year-old rare cask. So. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Hopefully I they're doing that out in Tasmania slash Australia. 
Hopefully you can get your own little stimulus check, Joel. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so that was last week. I lose yet again. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give myself a point for effort, though, because I went a completely different direction and hope for anything, and I failed. So, But anyway, Cole wins again. Go Cole. (laughs) No, it's all good. So I have a uh, scenario this week. And it's a little bit of a fun one. And this actually is a shout out to Miles Ferguson, who uh, recommended this semi-serious, what whiskey would you choose this week? And the scenario is this. Um, So many uh, distilleries these days, because of the coronavirus, are quitting making typical whiskey and actually doing high-proof alcohol so that they can make sanitizer out of it, hand sanitizer. Um, The what whiskey would you choose this week would be if you could own any hand sanitizer that was made out of aged whiskey, what brand and you know exactly what whiskey would you choose for this scenario? Now, now something to keep in mind is that you don't want, you know, you, you would never see Pappy done with this because it's too valuable. Um, but something that would be someone on the cheaper side and yet, in my opinion, would be really good smelling in your hands. <laughs> But you can't drink it, so that's the problem. <laughs> um, so one squirt for your hands, one squirt for your coffee, that kind of exactly. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm trying to think of one. I think I have an idea. But okay. yeah, I have an idea. All right, why don't you go first? Okay, it's cheap if you can find it, and that's uh, Hancock's Reserve. Uh, why I choose that is because it's got a great smell to it. And it's a $50 bottle at retail. So I guess that's not like super cheap, but it's a really good nose to it. And I wouldn't mind having that smell on my hands for hours. Okay. So you want to put hand sanitizer from hand reserve. <laughs> hey, it that'd be the good perfect on your whiskey, hands. I guess. And yep. Hancock Reserve. Reserve okay. your hands okay. for cleanness. <laughs> your hand. But not your... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't put it there. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I had no idea where I was going to go with this. But when you're talking about good nose, something that you like a lot, I'm going to go for Jameson, uh, what are they, the cask mate with the stout. Stout cask mate. Okay. Has one of my favorite noses all time. It's like... Chocolatey? It's No, it's like the best banana like oh ever i love it like it's not a great whiskey but like if i see it i guess kind of hard not to buy a smally of it and just smell it like i don't even need to drink it i just want to smell it so that is one of my favorite scents ever so you know some nice banana scented uh whiskey hand sanitizer for me so have you ever had um jack daniel's rye either the single barrel or the standard rye or the rested rye um, not a, not that I'm. I want to say I probably should have. I probably have. No, but I can't remember. So I don't know. It is the most candied banana you'll ever get on a whiskey, in my opinion. Okay, I feel it's like crazy. that might that might be an episode right there of best banana whiskey. Yeah. So <laughs> good. What whiskey would you choose? Best banana. Yeah. Which banana whiskey are you gonna take? Yeah. Hey, there's a good few. All right, so what whiskey would you choose? You're going with for uh, hand sanitizer. You're going for Hancock Reserve. That is correct. And I'm going for correct. Jameson Cask Mate. Cask Mate. 
cask mate stout. So that's I what think this will be a uh, good challenge this week, a good uh, matchup. Because now here's the thing: when people vote, if you listen to the podcast, you know you're not voting on what you're going to drink. Because if I we're voting on what we're going to drink between these two, I know I automatically lose. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Keep that in mind, like listeners. I even said, I even said, like when I get it, I don't even necessarily want to drink it. I just want to smell this whiskey. So yeah, we're not voting for smell. We're voting for, well, we're voting for smell, not for drinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because if it were, a lot of people would probably lean American. So keep that in mind, listeners. Don't vote on your taste. Vote on your nose. There you go. Well, I kind of like that. That's kind of a fun. Which nose would you choose kind of a thing? Yeah. Actually, we should do more like that. Like, what's one of the best finishes you've ever had or something like that? Oh, yeah. If you got to go for a finish, got to go for the nose. Yeah. Yeah, got to go for a butt chug. Which one do you choose? Yep, exactly. Which? No, that would be a great future episode. (laughs) What whiskey would you butt chug? So, listeners, I don't know if... Yeah. I know not all of you caught it. So, we did an Instagram live earlier this week and uh, Cole... I had uh, McAllen edition number one. Yeah, he had just a little bit left of it, and I was, and he was just—I can't even remember how we got on, how we got to it. But Cole said, if we can get two thousand dollars raised, he will butt chug some of his McAllen. So yeah, I said if we hey, if we get a thousand dollars on Patreon a month, then yeah, I'll butt chug the rest of that bottle. <laughs> so no matter what, Cole cannot finish that bottle just in case someday we get to yeah get to that dollar amount, and he has to butt chug the last of it. Oh man. <laughs> Talk about like your Instagram worthy uh, bottle kills. Oh boy. They'll just zoom in on my face. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. If we're lucky. Get kicked off Instagram for good. <laughs> oh man. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but I hope that we can decide what we're drinking next week. Oh yeah. So, so we should oh, put it up to a vote again. We did this last week, and we got to what we're drinking today. So I'm hoping the courier gets to you tomorrow. So okay, and there's some. I'm sure some he samples. will before next Thursday. I'm hoping. It looked like he was getting. He was in the. He was in the southwest-ish area, so he should be there hopefully soon. Um, mm-hmm. Was there something out of there you want to try? Because we have. So remind I, me. I got the other. What was the? Um, the other mr sam was in there oh, um, that's right i have uh midwinter's night dram in there and we had the other eht was it barrel proof yeah no barrel proof okay uh, what else was in there oh man i can't remember what else i put in there uh so yeah, those are the top contenders we'll said uh, i think i had a uh, campfire and the tully cider Holy cider, and we oh, and then um, old forester statesman. Yeah, okay, it's just a couple of those. So I don't know any of those stand out. Um, part of me wants to go with the Mister Sam because we. Uh, I feel like we left Jason Preston hanging because we were supposed yeah. to drink that first when we went <laughs> to when I was hopefully going to Idaho. Um, would you be okay with doing that one next week? Are we going to put it up to a vote? Do we want to pick another one to vote? Yeah, let's put it up to a vote. We'll do that, and um, what's another one? That obviously, would be like a good matchup. Maybe I that Colonel E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof Batch 8? Yeah. Okay, because they're both yeah, from Jason yeah. Preston. So. Yeah, we'll do a Jason Preston one no matter what. Yeah. Although okay, I, cool. I'm okay with Next that. week, I'm putting up for vote, though. After that, I want to, I'm dying to try that midwinter night dram. Oh, that sounds so. good. Yeah, so we'll do Jason Preston votes on his 
two bottles there. So, yeah, we'll put that up, see what people think. Yeah, I'll try to do that on, what did I do, Monday this past week? Tuesday, I think. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, I hope that works out well. I hope it does too, Cole. I hope and I hope it does too. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it. No, I'm kidding. That was my. Oh, fault. was I supposed to keep going? But no, most no, no, of no. all, I, I totally I hope, just. I, hope I don't know if you Cole caught it, but you're like, out. I hope that goes well this week, and I'm like, and I hope that goes well this week. <laughs> no, um, no. I'll, I'll, why don't you close it out, Adam? Or oh, I just literally called you, Adam. Oh man. Well, I hope that you have a better week, Cole. I hope Thanks. that you remember who your co-host is. <laughs> But most of all, I hope our love of spirits has lifted yours.